We made it to Friday, AJ and McCall on VFX. Barely. Barely. We still got to get through Friday with that attitude, McCall. Are you going to make it? Yes. We got things to do today. Yes. So I'll I'll take it. What is your reaction to being shoeless for a day now that we did it all day yesterday? Because if you missed yesterday, McCall and I went a whole day without shoes to raise, I guess, awareness for the fact that we're taking part in the Souls for Souls campaign. Yeah. Um, It was interesting. I mean, felt like I didn't wear shoes. I don't know. You didn't wear shoes all day and it felt like you didn't wear shoes. Yeah. It was cold. I agree. I thought that my feet, I was surprised though when my feet kind of went numb to it really fast. Like you kind of, it was cold, but then once I was outside for a little bit, you kind of got, uh, maybe it's just me. My feet seemed to kind of get used to it and then it was just walking. Yeah. It was an interesting experience. None the least, nonetheless, excuse me. So 810 West, Sooner North is our location in Logan. We're collecting all kinds of shoes. Any size, any type of shoe, just no holes. And uh, as I we mentioned in our Snapchat multiple times yesterday and on our social media, if you're you know Preston or Tremont and you want to take part in this, but maybe it's difficult for you to get to Logan, send us a message on Facebook, Utah's mm-hmm. VFX, and we can coordinate. So you don't miss out on any chance of those shoes going to a great cause, whether it's helping people out in a natural disaster or going to countries in need. But we are very proud to be part of the Souls for Souls campaign going on in Cache County right now. So, Friday, we've got uh, chances for you to win. Aggies basketball tickets, you got to like. It's VFX's reverse Facebook roulette. Mm-hmm. got to like, sh- share, and comment on the live video we did from yesterday with local artist Sandy Soltis. She is amazing. Yeah. you got to listen to her sing. She's on Spotify. Her single's called Casually. It is so good. It was amazing to just be standing across the studio listening to it. She's Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Like, comment, and share on that post for your chance to win Aggies tickets. Uh, McCall and I are going to be broadcasting live today. We got a chance to win during that. We'll tell you about that a little bit later. And, of course, Friday means iPod Idol. Yes. That happens about 9.30. So, McCall, just because maybe people didn't hear, maybe you already forgot, what is at stake? What's the punishment for iPod Idol this week? Well... The loser is going to have to get pied in the face. Not just once, not just twice, but like multiple times. So, By each other, recall? Well, sort of. I mean, <laughs> we'll be walking around places and as soon as the other person says pie, whether it's to an individual or whatever, if we're on the street, then someone's going to pie us. So you will have a chance, not only will the the winner of iPod Idol have a chance to pie the loser, you may have a chance to pie the loser of iPod Idol. Yeah. We know you've been waiting for it. You've secretly been thinking, man, I can't wait to pie AJ right in the face. Exactly. Well, this is your chance. So 9.30, we'll draw a random stylistic choice and we will sing. So make sure you're listening all this week and longer to vote because the loser is getting pied in the face. Yeah. lot going on today. We'll give you the dirty details on how you can win. First, we'll get to McCall's 4-1 in about six minutes. Do a leap of now. It's new rules. Hope you're having a good Friday. 605, 17 degrees on VFX. Okay, couple big stories that broke yesterday. Number one, Amy Schumer ended up actually getting married. She got married. I don't think I knew she was dating anybody. I don't think I knew she was dating anybody anyway. So, anyway, secret wedding. And she tried on her wedding dress like four days before she ended up actually getting married. Okay, so now do we start ask the rumor? Is she? Nah, She's not pregnant. They they've already they addressed it. She's like, I'm not pregnant, but they've been planning it for a long time. She well, a just real rush wedding. She just ended up 
buying your wedding dress really late. Well, as I said during the uh, proposal video, we feel the most alive when we act impulsive. So. Great. So they were our very first photographed together in November of last year. So what we need to come up with a general rule of, of Hollywood. The first time they're photographed means they've been dating X amount of months. Yeah. What, three? Is three safe? Six, maybe. I mean, I feel like three is safe. You're queen of gossip. Six seems like a lot. I feel like three. Secret. Yeah, three is safe. But I'm I'm just not sure. Let's just split the difference. We'll call it about f- four or five. Okay. So if the first time they were photographed in November, they've been apart roughly four or five months. That'd make it sometime, what, June, summer, midsummer. Yeah. So I hope it works out. It's Hollywood, so it probably won't, but good luck. Speaking of Hollywood, things not working out. Jennifer Aniston and Justin Theroux have announced that they are separated. That is crazy. I'm with Greg it's Tanner. Done. He tweeted last night, uh, Ross and Rachel forever. Ross Boom. and Rachel forever, but not only that... Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt are both single at the I very did same see time. That. Very popular internet rumor right uh, now. Yeah. So make it happen. I mean, everybody's still kind of secretly rooting for it, except for Angelina Jolie, but I don't know that I am. What? I she had her chance and she was dumb about it. Was she the dumb one about it? Last night, if I recall and it's been a while, if I recall, Brad Pitt wanted kids and Jennifer Aniston didn't. If I, that's why I remember being a big deal. Maybe it's a long time ago. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I remember from this that split. Well, as we can see now, Brad Pitt has all of the kids. He does have all the kids. And Jennifer Aniston does not. So maybe it will work out. It he might have, work out. He has a lot of kids. That's the four one one this hour. That is new music, Marshmallow and Marie. It's called Friends, and it's on VFX 94.5-98.3. A look now, local news with AJ and McCall. Coming up is uh, Logan High School's once-a-year awesome event, Make-A-Wish Week. Hmm. This year, it's Tuesday, February 20th through the 23rd, so next week. And uh, the Make-A-Wish Foundation is designed, of course, to provide really meaningful experiences with children with life-threatening medical conditions. And this past week, Logan High helped Aiden go to Legoland. Oh, cool. They said they, what they found is that when kids have some kind of distraction from hardship that they're going through with a medical condition, this can really help them through that experience and can be a really good bonding experience for the family when they're going through something so challenging. That's a quote from three student body ki- uh, students from Logan, Piper Christian, Angel Cardina, and Xavier Hay. They were on KVNU's For the People program earlier this week talking about the Make-A-Wish organization. And let me just take a second to say bravo. That's awesome. You could read more about the story, hear what they had to say about the Logan High Make-A-Wish program, all on CashValleyDaily.com. So the chances of a good snowpack are dwindling quickly. Uh, How is agriculture going to end up faring from the current weather season hasn't really yet been determined, but Utah State University Extension agricultural agent Clark Israelson says that those who depend on snow for their irrigation water will probably need to worry because their hopes for a good snowpack have been dwindling quickly. They say we'll soon hope we will soon be in the field with the, and if the weather holds as it is right now, growers will be in the field planting spring barley and spring wheats and other crops won't be far behind that. So we'll get an early start on crops, which will help us so we don't have to have quite so much irrigation water later in the season. You can read more about it online, cashvalleydaily.com. It's a look at local news with AJ and McCall on VFX. 
Uh, yeah, that snow thing's crazy. Yesterday, we had our winner, Haley, come in to pick up her grand prize package for VFX's Valentine's Fix, and uh-huh. she brought some of her family with her, and they're asking about our shoeless campaign, and like, oh, it's kind of chilly, and yeah, uh, today's the uh, day's a good day to get a message across, but in general, really been kind of mild, asking about the snow and stuff, and just really hadn't been all that bad. No. AJ McCall on VFX. We're broadcasting live today, Murdoch Hyundai, 4 to 6 p.m., and it's got a chance for you to win with Murdoch's 20-car cash giveaway. So what's going to happen is they're going to have 20 cars that have something in them. Everyone that gets to play will win a prize. All 20 cars will have a prize. One car will have $100 in it. So be listening when we're there, 4 to 6 to this afternoon, because we will let you know when you need to come in. The first 20 people get a play, and again, everyone will win, but one lucky person will win $100 going on today i want to win a hundred dollars but i can't whoever's going to turn down a hundred dollars i know no one exactly no one will ever turn down a hundred dollars a free hundred dollars of course that's later this afternoon we get a chance for you to win aggie's tickets this morning just get to our facebook page utah's vfx like share comment it's vfx's reverse facebook roulette the live video we did yesterday with local artist sandy soltis frankly we're doing you a favor you're welcome because she's awesome and you should yeah. listen to her yeah but everyone that does that is entered in for a drawing we'll do later this morning to give away Aggies tickets when they play Nevada this Saturday. So we're giving those away later this morning. Hope you're having a good Friday. Chances to win always help. McCall, uh, I think I think Greg Tanner would definitely agree with us. When, when if, if you said that you wish you could skip to some Fridays, you'd be like, eh, I'm going to skip to Friday. Yeah. Time travel would be a great, great benefit to do that. Just be like, eh, nah, I'm not feeling it. Let's get to Friday. Right. Well, apparently, I don't know if you've seen this story. There's a guy who says he's from 2030. What? Right. I have seen this story, actually. And he passed the lie detector test, which, take with greatest salt, those things aren't the most accurate of measurements, but he did pass it. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you, you got to hear the story, give you some more details about it, tell you what his predictions are that quote-unquote guarantees he's from the future. See what you think after Flow Rider will be back in uh, just over eight minutes. It's AJ McCall at VFX. Let me ask you a question, McCall. Okay. Do you believe that at some point time travel will exist? Uh, That's a hard question. It's AJ McCall at VFX. I had a class that when I was in high school that was an astronomy class right that we kind of dived into it and delved into whether or not time travel could exist and i feel like the answer is no i would like it to but i just if i remember right what my teacher told me is no no but i might not remember it right i don't I was in high school. Okay. I didn't pay attention. Well, I'm one sorry. of the crazy stories that has uh, been all over the internet this week is there's a guy who says that he's from the year 2030 in Minnesota and is stuck here. There's a whole big thing about how he's a government worker because he did an interview, which you can see on our Facebook page. He blurred out his face, distorted his voice because he's worried for his life because he's divulging now these secrets because he can't get back to his own time. But he says he's from the year 2030 and passed a lie detector test. Which, again, scientific uh, tests have proven the lack of merit that a lie, detect- lie detector test brings, but he did pass one. Now, are you ready for these predictions, right? Because, of course, you meet a time traveler. The first question you ask is, all right, well, tell us some of the future, because then you got to, that's how you, we don't know, but that's how we'll decide whether we think it's true or not. Here you go. Are you ready for these? Because we'll decide if you think he's legit by some of these predictions. Okay. 
So some forms of cancer are cured. Artificial intelligence becomes huge by 2021. So wait, artificial intelligence, like, like robots, like I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. Just as art of, yeah. Uh, device that looks like Google glasses becomes popular. Bitcoin is much more common. Okay. Electric cars can go 600 miles on one charge. Phones keep getting bigger. Duh. That's what a lot of these seem to be. I mean, humans travel to Mars in 2028 is one of the other ones. But, I mean, electric cars, Google Glasses, Bitcoin, depending on... I mean, McCall covered that in her 411, I think, last week about how it kind of started to plummet. But phones, electric cars getting better. Duh. Right. Well, according... I just, I just pulled up this as a quick, when are we even supposedly going to be able to go to Mars and it's like mid 2030s. Uh, well, they maybe. believe they can send humans to orbit Mars and return them safely to Earth. Apparently there's a breakthrough. Uh, here's the thing. At some point do I, I I don't know the way that we work on stuff. I'd like to think scientists would figure out a way. So how about we have more fun with this than that? You can watch the video again. He destroyed his face because he's, he's worried for his life. You can watch his lie detector test. Link is on our Facebook page right now, Utah's VFX. The better question, I think, McCall, is if you could time travel, where would you go and why? Would you go in the future? Would you go in the past? I don't know. We'll let McCall think about that. Check out the video on our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. Give us your answer. If you could time travel, if he, the guy says that in 2028, time travel will be made available to the public. Where would you go? 68255, the number to text. Start your text with VFX. Who's going to the future? 435-787-0945. You could time travel. Where are you going? Camille Cabello now. It's Havana. It's featuring Young Thug. It's on VFX. Get a little deep on VFX this morning. Time travel. Do you believe in it? And if you could do it, where would you go? Right. It's AJ McCall at VFX. The reason why one of the big stories on the internet this week is a guy did an interview claiming to be from 2030 and passed a lie detector test. Depending on how that sways your opinion. Now, here's my question. Yes, Because ma'am. of the things that have come out this week, I mean, Jennifer Aniston and Justin Thoreau broke up. Do you think that he would know if Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt get together? Uh, I'm going to say no, because the only reason he would is if he cared about that. And I'm assuming that if <laughs> he's already not going to be taken seriously as it is, and he's like, okay, okay. Jennifer Aniston and Justin Thoreau don't make it. And the people will be like, lucky guess, dude. Who cares? No, her and Brad Pitt get back together. Even still, who That's cares? what I want to know. Not I care. People, nobody would use that. Even if it, he said verbatim, look, here's what's going to happen. Jennifer Aniston and Justin Thoreau are going to break up. Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston get together. Like, no one would believe that as proof. Because it's Hollywood. Well, I want it to happen anyway. Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel won't make it. No. I'm going to make this crazy prediction now. What does it matter? It's Hollywood. Relationships fail constantly in Hollywood. No. What time period would you go to if you could time travel? Would you go to the future? I think I'd be interested to go to the... I don't know. It would be interesting to go to the future because from a like a humanitarian standpoint, I think it would be neat to be able to go to different countries in the future to be able to see... The needs that are necessary for water, for for that kind of a thing. Okay. And then 
be able to implement that. But with the butterfly effect type thing, I don't know that that would necessarily work. Right. Well, it's funny you bring that up. Michael Hyde commented on our Facebook page and made a really good point. It's a good point. He said time travel is possible, but would it be allowed for the general public? No. The butterfly effect would stop people from being able to do it. Someone would try and change something like 9-11, and then something horrible would happen that would change how Americans are today. Very good point. If time travel is available, general public probably won't ever get their hands on it because how are you going to regulate what the heck they change? You can't regulate it. Exactly. Good point. But when asked if Michael would time travel, he said if given the chance, he'd love to experience the California gold rush. Ooh, that would be cool. Right? Especially if you, I don't know, do a little research ahead of time, maybe have some insight on where you ought to swing by. Right. I personally, if I'm going to the future, my answer would be the past. But if I'm going to the future, I want to go way past my time because I don't want to know. And even then, I still probably wouldn't pick it because I don't want to know what's coming. I'd rather go see events in the past that I didn't, I can't see. Obviously, I was born right. in 1989, so way back. I'd love to see Woodstock. Woodstock I'd love would be to see, cool. I'd love to experience medieval times. I'd love to see, you know, events that were talked about that I, of course, was not around for. Right. I would love to do that. This, this is an interesting debate. Amanda texted into us, 68255. Start your text with VFX. And it's interesting because my coworker and I debate time travel all the time. He gets frustrated with me because I just don't ever see it happening. His frustration makes me laugh, so we talk about it often. Time travel, constant debate there. That's cool. Check out the video on our Facebook page of the supposed time traveler who passed the lie detector test, says he's from 2030. See what you think, and if you could time travel, where would you go? Would you go to the future? Would you go to the past? Now, what did he say his point of being here is? Like, what's what's his reason for coming back to 2018? The article I read said he worked for the government. Right. And I cannot remember if he said what the reason was he was sent back, and then he got let go or whatever, so they're not sending him back to 2030. Because he also said he's not the age he looks, even in the distorted pictures. Right, because they said that he's supposed to look 50 or something like that. he took medicine to make him look the age he is. Right. The story kind of really goes off the rails. If the lie detector test sways you, to me, it it seems kind of bogus because lie detector test, eh. And as McCall and I went through some of the predictions, they're kind of just duh statements. Phone screens are going to be bigger. Duh. Electric cars will run farther on one charge. Duh. Duh. I mean... Those aren't really great predictions. No. And the thing is, is that we won't know until like 2020 because of some of the other predictions that he made. And you know, it's it, like, we won't know until 2020 if it, he is or isn't. Yeah. If you're a, if you are a time traveler and you want something to prove it to people, bring back sports outcomes. Right. Exactly. The winner of the Super Bowl, the winner of the World Series. Well, it's like back to the future, you know, yeah. just like that. If you could time travel, where would you go? Future, past, what would you want to see? Comment on our Facebook page, Utah's VFX, or text us like Amanda did, 68255. Start your text with VFX. AJ and McCall in a philosophical debate about time travel. Is it possible on VFX? Not if you don't turn the mics on. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Would you, it, There's a guy, says he's from 2030, stuck now in 2018. Says he's from Minnesota, has proof. Screens will be bigger. Electric electric cars will go further. You know, I just this don't understand. This is under- my proof. See, if he is from the future. Yes. And the reason being that he was left in the past because he did not have, well, he got fired or whatever. And so they left him in the past. First of all, I don't understand why they would leave him in the past if that's the case. Well, it, 
because it, who's going to believe cover. her? Who's going to believe him? Right. But they could bring him back to the future and do whatever oh, future. No. Now we're getting into the looper territory. You seen that movie with the uh, oh, what's his face? Yeah, yeah, I have seen it. Yes. Um, but with that being said, I just don't understand if he were coming to the past, why he didn't have something else on him. You know what I mean? Like a wallet or like a something. Yeah, where's your future idea? Well, I'm not, I think it's bogus too, but so I'm not trying to explain this way, but okay, so you're, you're trying back in time. Well, they're, they're going to take stuff off you that identifies you as someone from the future, clothing, ID, et cetera, right. technology. But they're going to end up leaving in like a microchip or like something along those lines to make sure that you are, when you come back to the future, I don't know. I, I obviously I've never time traveled, so I don't know how it goes. Dun, I don't dun. know if we're going to have any sort of like microchip or like some tattoo numbering stuff. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I've read a bunch of like post-apocalyptic type. I was like, yeah, I mean, books. I like reading those posts. You ever seen those? I'm sure most people have. They come up and it says our time travel is real. And then it shows people in past pictures that have like clothes or right. cell phones and stuff and look that look just like, like them, shouldn't right? exist. Mm-hmm. And you're like, hmm. Yeah, I was so like reading those. I I always get really intrigued with them, but I just don't think I necessarily believe it. Again, when his predictions are phones will be phone screens will be bigger, uh, electric cars will go further. You you're kind of like, okay, give me something, give me something real. Like that happens, I'd be like, oh, well, duh, duh, that's happening, big deal. Bitcoin will be more popular. Okay, seriously, you're you're not swinging for the fences here. You got to give me something, right? What I mean again, my person I'm a sports fan, but I think if you had sports like who's the halftime show next year? Because right. how how many hundreds of millions of people watch the Super Bowl? Metallica's the halftime show next year. Okay, now we got something to work with. Right. If that now happens. we just gotta wait until next year. Exactly. Right? But no. I feel like you would have to know these kinds of events, especially if you were time traveling and you were in the year of twenty thirty. I'm pretty sure that they would have to sit you down and say, Okay, this is what's gonna be happening this year. Yeah, this is happening. This is yeah, right. You'd and you'd be, be you'd be briefed on it, so you'd know what was coming up throughout the rest of the year, right? I would uh, assume you'd, I, you'd so. You'd have to be. It's not like you'd be like, all right, just send this guy back and he'll figure it out. Exactly. So I I just have a no. You can watch he the the time traveler in question did, took a lie detector test. He blurred out his face and distorted his voice. You can watch that link. The YouTube video is on our Facebook page right now. Utah's VFX. Check it out. See what you think. But the more interesting question, of course, is if time travel was possible and you could go anywhere, where would you go? Future, past, specific event? You could text 68255, start your text with VFX, or leave a comment on Facebook, Utah's VFX. AJ and McCall on VFX, and the discussion has been time travel due to a quote-unquote time traveler coming back and making news from 2030 and 2018. Mm-hmm. So Amanda texted and said her and her coworker argue all the time about time travel. So we're able to get her on the phone. So Amanda, what, what, what is the argument here when it comes to time travel? We really do get into this at work quite often. My friend Jared, he gets really frustrated with me because he gets into it where time bends and you can go three or four minutes at a time. But when I think of time,
time travel, I think of, yes, going back in time years or centuries, right? Yeah. Right. Well, when he tries to explain it, he's like, and it's my education. I'll be the first to admit that I'm probably naive and he's probably done more research. But physically, how can someone's body go back in time? I don't understand. Or even forward. I just don't see how it could happen, even with the wormhole that he had me watch this movie about. <laughs> right. It's, just, it's not possible. And I may be... Like, a total pessimist or whatever, but I just don't see it. I can understand that. Now, if you had but, the option, say for some, whatever, time travel does exist, where would you go? Well, after listening to you guys just barely, a lot of thoughts came across my mind. I was thinking maybe back in time. There's a lot of education that I wish I could have been there to know for myself and, you know, get the right stories. And I think in the past, I'd probably learn more than the future, I think, would overwhelm me. <laughs> I'm 100% with Amanda. Yeah. I think the future would overwhelm me. McCall, you took uh, you talked about this in class. Did you watch that movie or is it I something similar? I think I did. I, I vaguely remember it just because I remember that there was a like a wormhole and then you had to jump from the wormhole into like another wormhole in order to do it. And so then I think about it and I'm like, really, but how, how is that possible? Because it's like the wormhole is like this big and then <laughs> the wormhole inside of the wormhole is like, this big and then you got to stretch the wormhole to be able to like get into it and i'm just like uh, no <laughs> okay i i don't i haven't really looked at the science of it maybe jared will text us in later and explain his side of the that argument. would be cool pete texted then though six eight two five five then text start your text with vfx big thanks to amanda who texted and then we were able to get her to call and explain her side of the story uh pete said fingerprints dna still unique in the future no microchip needed cool okay well i just didn't know if maybe it was a like a work card or something along those lines. You know what I mean? Cause I'm, yeah, I'm assuming he would, he would have to have been briefed on this time period. And also they would have scrubbed him of outfits, technology, anything that would say future. To, so he'd blend in. Right. This is, it's just funny. Cause I've literally just started rewatching the Terminator movie series. He's one of my favorite movie series. Uh-huh. And I'm like time travel. Yeah, totally. John Connor, etc. Uh, time. You see, the whole thing that spawned this whole conversation is there's a guy who did an interview Says he's from 2030. Now he's stuck in 2018. Passed the lie detector test, which you can watch. The YouTube link is on our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. Check it out. See what you think. Comment. Tell us where you would go if you could time travel backwards, forwards. Benjamin, comment on our Facebook page. Said he'd like to see the first Olympics. Oh, that would be cool. Right? This You'll like this one. Cassie says she'd go to the future to see myself before I die and ask if I had a good life and did I manage to change the world. Oh, that's cool. I love that. that. Check out the video. It's on our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. McCall, maybe not so much going into the future, glancing into the future with Hollywood rumors. Yeah. McCall's 411 is next on VFX. Big news from yesterday. Jennifer Aniston and Justin Theroux have announced that they are separating. Not only are they separating, they they have separated. They're done. Eh. They've been together for two years. Yay. That's, I guess, an accomplishment in Hollywood time. Yeah, I guess if you make it past six months, it's an accomplishment, I guess. So they met back in 2011. So, I mean, they've been married for two years, but they've been together since, like, 2011. So can I ask a question? Jennifer Aniston has had a lot of high-profile relationships. When you start asking the question is, is Jennifer Aniston the problem? I don't know. You know, I you and I are obviously just talking about that with the whole Brad Pitt thing because that's the new right. rumor everyone started. Right. A lot of people are saying that they would they would like to have Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston get back together. 
Um, especially since the whole situation surrounding their first breakup, their first right. first breakup was that Jennifer Aniston said that they had what was it in, in like irreconcilable differences, yeah irreconcilable silable differences. Something yeah, like that. Something, something along those along lines. Those lines. But, I've been divorced before, my bad. <laughs> right. So basically, the rumor was spread that since Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie were in Mr. and Mrs. Smith together, there right. was a rumor that they were messing around. Canoodling. Canoodling. And obviously, they ended up getting out together after and married and had all of the children, adopted all of the children. And another one of them was because Jennifer Aniston said she didn't want to have kids. Well, Jennifer Aniston addressed that and said, I've never said that I don't want to have kids. I do want to have kids. I always will want to have kids. But she just hasn't found the right person to be able to have kids with. Okay, so I'm not going to knock her argument. No. Because that's fine. I'm not saying she's lying. But again, she's been in a lot of high-profile relationships. She was married to Justin Theroux for two years. Still no kids. But you look at the high-profile relationship she's been in, John Mayer. Okay, that's fine, but she got married to just throw and still no kids. Right. I'm not saying she's lying. I'm just saying I'm, I'm providing the other side of this coin about the, the kids thing. Right. I I just, I don't know. It said that this decision was made mutual and lovingly made at the end of last year. We're two best friends, and we've decided to part ways as couples, but we look forward to continuing our cherished Cherished friendship. That's the 411 this hour. That is brand new music from Imagine Dragons called Whatever It Takes on VFX. Heads up, you want to follow along the show? You can, of course, do so on social media starting today, getting more active, snapping along, Instagramming along, Twittering along, Utah's right. VFX, all it's social just, media. It's just tweeting. I'm Twittering along. It's, it's tweeting. I'm Twittering. Okay. I don't um, want to leave anyone without closure. We heard just, uh, what, about 10 minutes or so ago from. Amanda uh-huh. and how her and her coworker argue all the time about time travel, right? Right, right. Well, her coworker's name's Jared. He texted in, and this is his side of the argument. To be fair, what? both sides of the argument. Okay. Said time travel is theoretically possible if time is circular, okay. allowing us to veer into another time stream. What my coworker Amanda stif- stiffly argues is that she does not understand either linear or circular time theories, but would rather just crush everyone's dreams and imaginations. Oh. <laughs> Hey, man, well, don't let her crush your dreams. You think it's possible? You think it's possible? You do you, boo. <laughs> Thank you so much to Jared and Amanda for both texting in. 68255, start your text with VFX. The reason why we're having the whole time travel discussion is one of the big stories, and you can see his, I guess, testimony. I guess. That's kind of what page. you would call it. Yeah, I, I would call it a testimony. Yeah. Time travel from 2030 Got stuck here, took a lie detector test, which he passed right. with predictions. Right. And that's on our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. The predictions, though, admittedly, whether McCall and I are kind of on opposite sides of will time travel exist, the predictions we both agree kind are of kind of duh it's statements. Like the phone screens are going to mm. be bigger. Duh. Yeah. Electric cars will go further in a charge. Duh. Duh. They should by 2030. Yeah. If they don't, then yeah. we're doing something wrong. He, he didn't really give anybody a whole lot to be like, no. But you can watch the whole thing. He took a lie detector test. He passed it. It's for you to decide on our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. I mean, he also didn't give us, like, brands of the cars either. Like, he didn't say that... That's what I'm saying. They're the, very like, vague, duh Tesla predictions. would be going 600 miles 
more t- per charge or no, nah, just an electric like car. Yeah, Chevy Spark. Humans or, will you go know, to nobody, Mars. Yeah, that was and the he, only one that was kind of big, and even that was like according to the statement that was released in 2010. Which I get it; it's been like eight years. Oh my gosh, it's been eight years. <laughs> anyway, but the statement was that we would get to orbit Mars, Mars orbit Mars in mid 2030s. Watch the video. See what you think. Utah's VFX on Facebook. But the more fun question while you're watching is to answer. If time travel does exist, would you rather go past, present? What would you like to see? Specific future event, specific past event. Say Jay McCall on VFX. McCall, you know what will happen in the future? What will Supposedly, happen? Supposedly. We'll become adults. No, we won't. Right? <laughs> Someone put together a list. And of course, you hear us debate this all the time. McCall and I don't ever vow to be adults. Me especially, because I'm uh-uh. the older of the two of us. Yeah. But a list was put together of the 50 things that mark your adulthood. So here's what's going to happen. Obviously, we gen- McCall and I generally agree 25 uh-huh. is about the age of a, of like complete adultion. The, the, the car Adult-ish. insurance thing, the car insurance thing right. is the big check mark. Like, oh, congratulations. It's all downhill from here. Right. So, there's 50 questions at half a point each. Full adulthood would be 25 points. Okay. So, we're going to read through some of these questions and see where we stack up in terms of full adulthood. Okay. We'll post it so you can take it too. And I want you to tell us on our Facebook page, Utah's VFX, what is the thing, what is the event that needs to happen that marks you as an adult? Or what are several events that happen that are la official adult? That was the noise of achievement. La. La. Official, it's because it's not all that exciting. Yeah, you're an adult. Taxes, bills, housing, kids. What? what did, why did I sign up for this? Right. So we'll share that. You take along with us. See if you can get a perfect 25 out of 25. That's ultimately not the goal. This is a test you want to get lower on, I think. But you take the test and tell us what are the events that mark you in official adulthood. It's going to be on our Facebook page. Utah's VFX. 730, 15 degrees. It's AJ McCall VFX. AJ and McCall on VFX about to find out who uh, how how adult we are. How adulting we do. Who's the adultier of us? The adultier adult. A list was put together <laughs> of the 50 things that make you an adult. And so we decided 25 is a nice adulty number. Yeah. They're I half would say a point so. apiece. So the perfect score is 25. Okay. 50 out of 50. Years old, right? So that'll add up to 25 years old. So McCall, let us take some of this this survey now. Ready? Yeah. Here's here's a top here's a 10 that were set aside as some of the the important ones. Paying your own bills. Okay, there's one. Check. Doing your own laundry. Two. Check. Having a budget. Three. Eh, sorta. I try not to go, yeah. Yeah. Moving out of your parents' place. Four. Having insurance. Five. Buying a house. Mm. I didn't buy a house. Yeah, I, I don't have one either, so I think we, we skipped that one. Okay. Making your own financial decisions without asking mom and dad. Six. Paying into a retirement account. Seven. Keeping your house clean. Eh, depends on the day. I, I tend to try and tidy it up. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> it depends on what your definition of clean is. Yeah, I mean, I don't just, it's not a pigsty. It's not like you walk into a house from hoarders or anything. I mean, my house is a mess right now, but. Yeah, you're remodeled. I think you get a little leeway on that one. Okay, so I'll say eight then. And then buying groceries regularly instead of stocking up once a month. Nine. 
So out of the first ten, you and I both got nine. Yeah. So we're we're nine out of ten already. All fifty are in a link on our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. McCall and I are gonna take this to find out exactly how adulty we are. Yeah. Again, check it out. Fifty questions that mark what makes you an adult. Half a point each, twenty five years of age is the perfect score. So McCall, what would you say we there's an idea of ten. What were some of the events, or maybe one in particular, to you that marked your adulthood? Because for me, moving across country, moving yeah. away from your hometown, I'll say not even across country, I would, country, I moving would say out that, your hometown. Yeah, because I, I moved to Vernal, and I think that I did a lot of growing up when I moved to Vernal. Because um, I would argue, like, even if in the argument or the vein of college, you leave your hometown to go to college, I would put that in the check mark of adulthood, mm-hmm. personally. Buying my car was oh, kind of sure. an adult Definitely. decision. I don't like this. I normally try to Bought pretend a trailer. I'm not in a... Yeah. Does a trailer count as a house? I mean, because I've been living in the house. I've been living in that I'm going to say a yes house. because it's a place you can live that's not a tent. I, I mean, it's not a mortgage, obviously, but it's Ooh, still like a house yeah. payment. It's still a payment. Yeah. Well, if you say buying your car is one, how a trailer would have to be. Right. But I just don't know if that counts because we have the number six or whatever that was buying a, having a buying a house, having a mortgage. Because it's not technically a mortgage. I, I, I think you count. I think once the purchase gets over a certain dollar threshold, it counts as an adult purchase. Okay. My flower. My flower. You found a flower. Let's <laughs> get a picture of the back of paper I drew on for last week's iPod Idol. Speaking of which, punishment this week, someone's getting pied in the face a lot. Yeah, I'm really iPod excited Idol about it. Coming up at 9.30. And if you missed it yesterday... The punishment video of me proposing to strangers, that is up. You can go to our website, utahsvfx.com, find the AJ McCaw drop-down menu, check out iPod Idol. Four. I proposed to four ladies. Did I get a yes? Gotta watch the video. utahsvfx.com. McCall and I are going to take this test. You do it too. The link's on our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. 25 things that make you an adult. How adulty are you? We'll find out after G-Z and Halsey. That's next on VFX. AJ and McCall, who is the most adult? <laughs> out the of the ad- two of us. Adultier adult out of AJ and McCall. Now, let me refresh your memory, because I know we hear this a lot. You guys don't sound like your voices. You're correct. Right. I will turn 29 this year. And I will turn 24 in March. So, technically... My birthday is on March 10th. If you want to buy me something, you're more than welcome evidence. to. Yeah, what? McCall's birthday's coming up soon. Yeah. You want to break down the scientific evidence, I'm supposedly... Supposedly, sorry. Thank you. I was gonna. I, I was gonna cut from. you. It's one of my pet peeves. It messes. I, I don't know why I said that. How dare you? I'm the adult in the two out of the two of us. However, list was put together of the fifty things that make you an adult. McCall and I just went through this list and gave ourselves a point for each. And what we decided is they're worth half a point. So a perfect score is f- it's twenty five. It's fifty questions to so twenty five. Twenty five. You get the car insurance deduction. Yay, adulthood. Right. Yeah. Right. So McCall. If you were to guess, and obviously you already know the answer because we both took this, but if you were to guess ahead of time who's the adult or adult out of both of us, what would me. your guess been? Me. Yeah, me too. 100% would have been McCall. She's yeah. got the house. She's in a five-year relationship. She, her. It's all her. Let's see what the data says. Okay, so 50 questions, McCall. Out of the 50 questions, how many did you get a point for? I got 40. So you're 20. 20 years old, according to this according test. According to this test, I am 20 years old. Would you like to take a shot in the dark how many I got? Again, out of 50. I'm going to guess 
35? Not even. Well, close is. I got 25. What? I'm 12 and a half. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I, I don't own a house and it had a couple car questions. I know literally nothing about cars. Those are easy zeros. Some of these, some of these are kind of ridiculous. Like, uh, you could follow a recipe. I think most people can follow a recipe. You'd be surprised. I'm not saying it's going to turn out great. I'm just saying I think most people can follow a recipe. Some of these things, uh, <laughs> I could bleed a radiator. No. Are you kidding? I no. I say no. I say no. Uh, here, here's one. And if you do, I'm not going to knock you. Question 35 on this. You get excited to thought of buying a dishwasher. I love dishwashers. I cannot wait to get uh, a dishwasher. Ridiculous. I'm so excited. I think 27 is kind of ridiculous. You have a view on politics. I think most people have a view on politics. Well, that's if it the said thing. you discuss politics, but like, oh, that's a zero. Well, AJ, that's the thing is that this test is supposed to tell you how many out of 25 you are. Remember? I'm 12 and a half. So obviously you have to see when I was 12, I could read a recipe too. So <laughs> see? <laughs> see my point? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no. Keep track of who keeps track of. I, I mean, sir, keeps track that's of how what? I pick my bank account, interest rates. We owning a lawnmower, I guess. Yeah, I'm just looking at some of these. No longer going home for a Sunday roast. That one's really easy. You move away from home, done. Mostly right. depending right. on how far you move, obviously. Yeah. You decorate. I don't. I love you decorating. Decorating, I don't think, is a sign of adulthood. Yes, you it taking is. Down the decorations is a sign of adulthood. Not. Not. They're talking about decorating like your home, like having decor on walls oh, and things along those lines. I gave myself a point lines. for that because it was holidays. Hold on. I got to yeah. take one off. No. Yeah, I don't have decor on the walls. 11 and a half, everybody. 11. Excuse me. 12, 12 on the nose. 12 on the nose. 12 on the nose. 24 points for me. I love it. I love it. I've just literally time traveled backwards. The age. It feels great. Great. Except I got to go pay my utility bill once I get off work. Boo. Take yeah. the test. It's on our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. 50 things that make you, quote unquote, an adult. See what you get. McCall got 40. I got 24. <laughs> so that means that I am 20 and AJ is 12. <laughs> Take the test. The link's on our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. You can also tell us what what is the event you think makes you an adult. What was the event in your life that you were like, yep, adulthood. Here I am. It's kind of empty, kind of boring. Check it out, Utah's VFX on Facebook. Follow along on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. One word, Utah's VFX. AJ and McCall's debated eight. So we're just talking about what makes you an adult. No shocker. McCall is way adultier than I am. A little bit. She came in as our test 20 years old. I came in at 12. Yeah. Woo! Hashtag never going to grow up. Here's an adult, I think, discussion to have. Tipping is something you've. I think you've heard us talk about before. It comes up. It's something we debate often. Amongst the VFX staff. Before we've talked about when you go to restaurants that have a buffet, but there's still someone who busts tables. What do you do then? Another one has come up, McCall. And what is the tipping issue today? The tipping point, if you will. Well, our tipping point is tipping on carryout. So what what is your argument here? What's what's the point here? That nobody does it? Um, yes. I feel like I don't know. From my own personal standpoint, I always tip on carryout. Right. Always. And that's very nice of you. Now, if I was to make the other side of the argument, I'm not saying I'm against it, but when asked, do you tip on carryout, generally my answer is no. Right. And my response would be, you pay for the food, 
and you pick up the food, so what I'm charged is what I'm paying for. I guess generally for me, tipping is for service for someone who does waiter, buses the tables, delivers the food, brings me drinks. Tipping is a constant, constant topic of discussion for VFX staff. It is. Always. And we're torn. We're discussing. I want to say we're torn. I don't think anyone says vehemently. Is like, I don't think there's one that's like standing the ground and one that says you're wrong and the other one. But I think it's more an interesting debate from perspectives of, well, I don't. Well, I do. McCall does. I don't. To me, take out the, what you're charged for the food is what you pay for. The service to cook it and the, and the food itself. The preparing is all covered. Mm-hmm. So I'm not paying, not tipping for an extra service. If it was delivery, if it was someone waiting my table, yes, I would definitely tip. I do tip. Takeout, no, I do not. And again, I'm not saying McCall's crazy for doing it. I just don't. I didn't think of it. So what, what, what is your reasoning then, McCall, to make this fair for tipping on takeout? Now, my reasoning being I did waitress for a little while. And so the thing that I, the thing that really got me was that I didn't have that many people come in. I worked at Denny's for heaven's sakes. And so I worked for just a little while, but it was like $2 and 13 cents an hour was what I was making. So if I was taking a carry out order or something, it still went underneath my number. It still counted as like a table. So it was something that was like, not know that. Yeah. So it was like, well, if I'm not going to be getting tipped on it, that's it's kind of frustrating, you know, and I'm sure that people do it different, different ways and different places. But still, it was something that I have been pretty adamant about ever since I waitressed because it's like, hey, you know, I'm making and I get it. You know, I could go out and go get a different job and whatever. But, you know, waitressing is you, you don't get paid that well. You know, minimum wage is, I don't know if it's gone up, but when I was waitressing five years ago or whatever, it was $2.13 an hour. So tips are kind of your livelihood. Interesting. I did not know that that still counted as a table for you. Well, and it's different. Different places that you go, right, it's different. Right, right. But it was. So I can understand your perspective better now. I mean, yeah. So I always saying. look at it like that because if it were my when I was in the situation, it would suck when people would come in and then I'd be like, well, I don't have a table because I'm waiting for a stupid takeout order. Interesting. Interesting. Do you tip on takeout at the debate at eight? It's a, it's a VFX staff debate, honestly, always. not just AJ and McCall. Gosh, always. 68255, the number to text. Start your text with VFX. What's your reasoning if you do tip on takeout? It's like McCall, you have waitress experience? 435-787-0945, the number to call. Big news that broke yesterday, Justin Thoreau and Jennifer Aniston have announced that they are separated, and they've been separated. They apparently made this decision at the end of last year, mutually and lovingly, and they say they are two best friends who have decided to part ways as couples, but look forward to continuing our cherished friendship. I've got the hiccups, I'm sorry. Of course, a Hollywood relationship band, stop you've heard this before, we're still going to be friends. I just wanted to let you know, Misha commented on Instagram about this, that she hated them together. Also, she mentioned the kids thing, too. So she believes that the kids thing was the factor. Just saying. And Brad Pitt. Sorry, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. Well, I mean, I can get that. I can understand that. But again, I don't know Jennifer Aniston as a person. I don't know Brad Pitt as a person, obviously. I don't know either of them. All I know is that there are all sorts of rumors speculated and all sorts of things circulating. Since they're both single at this time, maybe they're going to end up getting back together. I do not know. I would like that to happen. 
Just saying. Uh, your argument earlier, I mean, if kids was the thing, I think Brad Pitt's got more than enough kids now, so kids, if it was actually an issue... It's not really an issue anymore. Exactly. So the possibility that they could be getting together, but the, the point being that Jennifer Aniston and Angelina Jolie are not, not friends. Nope. At all. So it makes me curious as to if that would even be a possibility in this moment. Them being friends? No. Her and Brad Pitt even being friends. Eh, I don't. I don't know. I, I think in Hollywood, everybody there's there's some people that hold grudges, but I think a lot of it just kind of gets brushed to the side. How someone will date somebody else. Someone will date someone else. They'll move with their, on with their lives, and oh well. I don't think that this one's getting brushed to the side, though. <laughs> Amy Schumer shared photos from her uh, secret wedding. She ended up getting married yesterday. It was adorable, by the way, and there were two small dogs involved. Oh, of course, McCall. Make sure to catch it that. It was detail. so cute. Actually, the photos are very, very much adorable. Will your dogs have a role in your future wedding? I don't think they're. I don't think they're well behaved enough. To be completely (laughs) honest, yeah, but you know you want to see Yogi in a tux. Stop it! He's so cute. That's the four one one this hour. Chris Stapleton, Justin Timberlake's called "Say Something" on VFX, and it is awesome. It's so good. Hey, a reminder, we're giving away a pair of Aggies tickets at the end of this hour. The way you're going to get entered in for that, go to our Facebook page. Pinned to the top is our Facebook Live session yesterday with local artist Sandy Soldis. It's reverse Facebook roulette. Like, comment, share that post, get yourself entered in. We're drawn for it at the end of the debate at 8. AJ McCall at VFX debating tipping once again because McCall raised an interesting point. Tipping kind of comes up a lot in the VFX studio. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's because we're cheap. I don't want it to sound like that. It's just something we discuss because we right. go out to lunch kind of often because we like each other. Right. And so, McCall, what is your take out on tipping today? My take out on tipping? My clever pun. That was, uh, yeah. That I know, it was really dynamite. clever. Really clever. I thought so. So, my take out on tipping is if you're taking out, Depending on the restaurant, the place that you're going, I pretty well always tip. I just do. My reasoning being because I used to work as a waitress at Denny's and at the particular one that I did work at, it was kind of considered like a table. So if you took a takeout order, that was your table. So if there was another table coming in, you didn't get another table. You didn't get it. I did not know that. But again, it changes. It's it's different everywhere you go. It's different. So since it counted as a table for me, it was like, you're going to come in, you're going to come pick up your stuff. I'm not going to get any sort of a tip off of it. Kind of sucked. Yeah. Uh, Amanda commented on her Facebook page and said that she does. She had a friend whose husband worked at the takeout counter Olive Garden Said people really assume they make more than a regular waiter, but most times they don't. This right. is your livelihood, so I have trouble not supporting them. I think is what she meant. Right, and I, I, I'm with that sense. I'm with that. Just because I don't know how it is everywhere that they go. I just know how it was when I waitressed, and it just would suck whenever you take a takeout order because it was just like, gosh dang it. Yeah, I I did not know that because my attitude, Danny texted in 68255, start your text with VFX, and she said, if it's takeout, I do tip, and when I mean tip, it's the tip of my hat. I mean, I'm really only paying for the food, not the service. And that's my argument for why I never thought to to tip on takeout and why I didn't. To me, the food, the 
the number on the bottom of the receipt is for the food and the preparing of the food. Right. So if I'm doing takeout, that's what I pay for. Right. I got to be honest, though, my opinion is swaying a little bit here because, like, when McCall and I or any of the VFX staff go out to lunch, I usually will leave a small tip, like, because the big thing is a lot of places have those squares now with the tablets right, and you right. swipe your card and whatever. I'll usually leave something small, like a dollar or something, just because. Honestly, if I'm being completely honest, I'm going out and representing VFX, so I want them to think possibly VFX. And uh, to be honest, all the places we've gone has been good, so I don't have a problem tipping. It's been good. Right. That's kind of why my opinion is starting to sway on takeout. I feel like it's kind of the same thing. It's because it is. I had my friend send me a message. His name's Rick. He said, as the child of a single mom, we lived on tips. I'll definitely tip on carry out, but generally not a percentage of the cost, but a straight like five bucks for boxing it up if it's dinner for two. Now, the story that that kind of initiated this whole debate is that there's a church in South Florida that got over $700 in food from an Outback Steakhouse. And the volunteer that went to pick it up didn't know that they should have tipped the worker who brought all of the food to the car. Now, mind you, $700 in food is like a big deal. No, and it's like a lot of food. I'm with you on this one. If you're ordering that much, I think it's just a nice gesture to leave a tip. Well, exactly. So they said... uh, now to the story about tipping on $700 in takeout. They have to dedicate someone to make sure it's all there and boxed up correctly. So absolutely, you need to be tipping on that. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm with you on that. That And that, that, I'm, that perspective, I think a lot of people would agree on that we can all agree is a service. If it was one, two meals and you had kind of the same thought process I have, like uh, Diana, or excuse me, Rebecca, I was right the first time. Diana commented... <laughs> Rebecca did too, but Diana commented on Facebook. It said the only reason she could see tipping is if they run the food out to you, like curbside service. Otherwise, it reminds me of ordering fast food to go. You don't tip fast food. And I could get that. Rebecca said that she does tip because someone took the time to cook it, to box up the order, to prepare it, to make sure you got it. Right. And I get the argument to a certain extent, but I'm... I'm torn on this. I really am swaying a little bit here with McCall because Diana's thought process is kind of where I came into the debate at eight today. Right. See, and I can under I can understand that because you talk about the number at the bottom. You talk about the number at the bottom being for the food, being for cooking of the food, right? Yeah, but is what the, you were saying. For me, it's the the cost of the food and the cost to prepare the food. So that is true. Although there was one place that I worked at. Not going to name names, but it was like <laughs> you would make. If you were to pick up a tip, if you were to pick up the tip, the tip got split. So you would split the tip with people in the kitchen and the dishwashers also. On a takeout or just in general? In general. Interesting. So if okay. there was a tip that was made off of it, you split it with with the the people because you were bussing the tables. Right. And doing, bussing the tables, doing the waitressing type type work. And so you would bring the tip in, but you would end up splitting it at the end of the night. It just went into a jar and then at the end of the night, they would split it between the people who worked in the kitchen, the people who worked in the as a dishwasher, and the person who was out running the tables. See, and and this topic, I really do defer to McCall because I I have not been I'm worked in the food industry at all. Mm-hmm. So the how the compensation is for like chefs or dishwashers, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so I defer to you. Here's the point I want to, and I don't know if McCall agrees with me. Cassie commented and said that she does tip. And she said, I tipped well. You tipped if you wanted to get your food correct the next time. That I will never agree with. To me, 
You don't tip to make sure you get good service. You get good service and then you tip. Tipping is still a form of reward. Now, I generally will tip most times. If the service is terrible, I won't leave nothing, but I will tip less than 20%. If the service is terrible, I mean. Just terrible. But I don't think you should ever tip to guarantee things get right. Right. Because if you take the job as a server, your job is to get it right. And you're rewarded for providing excellent service. So I I disagree with you, Cassie. I don't think that should be how it's done. Maybe Well, be- it, it shouldn't be done like that. But in some cases, that is that is the case. But I just, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Take a call back to her service days when she worked all the jobs. Yeah. I I still work all of the jobs. I, right now, I always tip. Always. It it doesn't matter. Always tip. Take out, tip. <laughs> always. McCall's policy is simple. The, the branch off topic for the debate today is takeout. Do you tip on takeout? If not, if so, why? What's your reasoning? McCall comes from a waitress experience, and she explained basically the salary side of it, and that's why. Me, my thought process coming into it was I pay to have the food prepared and cooked. That's what the cost is on the menu. If no one's serving me, that's why I don't tip. Admittedly, I'm swaying. Comment on our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. If you're a server... Break it down for us. Give us a call. 435-787-0945. What's your opinion on tipping when it comes to takeout? And, of course, you can text 68255. Start your text with VFX and include your name for the debate at 8. It's 831, 18 degrees. A tipping debate at 8 on VFX, specifically takeout. McCall's making the world feel bad for maybe not considering tipping on takeout. All uh, Chase Checkins. And, hey, Chase, we're in the same boat. McCall's making me feel bad, too. Mostly because I think she presents some good points, and I really am swaying on this one. Um, we had someone just comment on our Facebook page. Her name is Shan. She said, yes, I worked at a pizza, pizza joint, the service of preparing your order. This is something that I that I stand so firmly on, I want you to know. Uh, the service of preparing your order was predominantly placed on in-store workers making minimum wage. Delivery drivers were the most likely to mess things up, yet the store was a dinner rush war zone they just took a couple of or- orders at this at a time and listen to music in their peaceful car and rake in a large tip money especially frustrating on very large orders that took everyone's coordination to pull off success and only the driver sweeps a large tip off of the percentage while the store while in store they made the same wage as we did their wage tanked to about four dollars on the road but they also received some pittance of subsidy for their mileage and yes you tip your drivers even just rounding up to the nearest dollar on takeout would be really appreciated interesting well let me ask you before we dive into because we got comments on facebook and right, text, right. and we got jc on the phone and we'll get to here in just a second do you think that the issue is and yes tipping on takeout i'm really starting to come around to this but the structure and this is a whole deep question yeah. needs to be fixed in terms of compensation among restaurant workers duh Oh, okay. I I don't know what to tell you on this because I know a lot of the times there are many different places that the minimum wage for I'm going to double check on it just because I'm not sure if it's gone up. But for when I was there, what was it, five years ago, something along those lines, it was like five years ago, it was like two dollars and 13 cents an hour, still two dollars and 13 cents an hour for minimum wage for tipped employees. Right. So if you make tips. A lot of the times you're making tips and you get put behind a takeout counter or something along those lines and you don't end up making any form of tip. 
kind of sucks. You know, you walk away making $2.13 an hour after the taxes and everything come out. I remember one time I got my paycheck and it was like $8. Woo, raking in the bucks. Exactly. And I had worked 25 weeks, 25 hours 25 that week. weeks, 8 bucks. 25 Man, you need to weeks. Be, oh, I was glad you left that job. No, 25 hours <laughs> that week. JC's on the line. Thank you for your patience. JC, when it comes to tipping on takeout, what, what's your what's your takeout? I think it is a must, 100%. Every time on takeout or sit down, I've worked on to-go's and in a re- just regular serving people. And it takes just as much time to prepare and box up the food and make sure they have everything and bring it out as it does to serve them. JC, I'm with you 100% on this one. This is something that I stand for just adamantly that you need to tip on everything. Yep. They take a lot of time to do all that. And we have people at our restaurant that do this job in particular. So it's, I think it's very important to tip on that as well. Absolutely. Look, I'm not saying I was right. My opinion is right. The debate date's tipping on takeout. And if you're like me, how I came into this debate date was like this. The money that I pay at the number, the total at the bottom of the receipt is for preparing the food and for the food itself. So when I order takeout, personally, I just feel like that's what I'm paying for. However, my perspective is being changed. Thanks to, and I, I will admit, I don't have any food service experience. So I'm coming at it from that angle. Right. After talking to McCall... I think my perspective is incorrect. I think that there's still a decent amount of work that goes in, and maybe a small tip probably should be included, even if it's takeout. Well, there is a lot of things that do go into the takeout side of things. If you look at it, I mean, again, it's been five years since I ended up, since I was a waitress, but the takeout used to count as a table. So if you were to get a takeout order, that was your job. You were in charge of running around, and you didn't. You know, you didn't get to sit another table. If you were doing this takeout order, you had to relay it to the kitchen. If there was a salad, you had to prep the salad. You had to write on each of the each of the boxes who it was to. Like if somebody, this is something that Jen actually brought up on our Facebook page. And you can comment as well, Utah's VFX on Facebook. But you have to write if somebody says, you know, this order is for this person. Write this down, write this down. You know, you have to put on the boxes whose order it is right and things along those lines it's it's a full-time job it is comment on our face all social media facebook twitter instagram snapchat utah's vfx it's one word nikki texted in and she said i always tip on takeout i used to work as a hostess and this kind of puts in perspective what mccall's just talking about right who is generally in charge of to-go orders the host has to coordinate answering phones greeting guests seating tables and now managing my takeout order 10% 10% for to-go is good enough, and I always pay that. See, and a lot of it's people, a lot of the argument is going to come in as, well, that's what they signed up for. Obviously, that's your job. That's what you signed up for. It's correct, but you're making $2.13 an hour. Well, I think that I'm going to take what you said, and then I'm going to turn my logic that I used earlier against myself. Is that what they signed up for? Yes. In a restaurant setting, which I think we can all agree when everyone asks what's the worst job, it's food, oh, service, absolutely. customer service is absolutely. always the worst. So is that what they sign up for? Yes. But in a restaurant setting, don't we tip for excellent service? The answer is so yes, you if do. If your phone is taken, your order's correct, they do it quickly. 10%? I, I, I'm coming around. Again, I attack this from the perspective of I pay for the food and I pay for it to be prepared. So right. when I get takeout, that's what I'm charged. That's what I pay for. Absolutely. 
I think I'm wrong on this one. You know, I really want to hit on Jen's comment that she just posted on Facebook. She said she's worked at a restaurant for years and she will always tip for takeout. They're doing more than just putting it in a bag for you. They're making sure everything is right with your order, that it's exactly how you want it and that it's on time. Plus, I know a lot of places that that's not the only thing that they're responsible for. They have a lot of other duties or other things that they have to do while the re- while they're going around the restaurant while no one is at the to-go counter. It can be more stressful than you'd think, especially when the phone is ringing off the hook. You'll get people that call in with big orders and they want names on each of the boxes, and it's pretty frustrating to take care of, of one of those big time-consuming is it's right, you know, time consuming is ridiculous and not even getting a couple of dollars out of it is really frustrating. You I, know, be- I, I I was wrong. I'll admit it. I'm wrong on this. I'm changing my tip and ha- tipping habits. That's what this debate of data is done. Again, it, let me just clarify while we're on the point, I just want to make one quick argument because some people have talked about how there's it actually Cassie and Ashley are going back and forth on our Facebook page, Utah's VFX, about how there's a place they've dealt with that if you didn't tip then you weren't certain to get your order right the next time. That's not fair. Look, should you be rewarded for great service? Absolutely. McCall and I talk about this all the time, especially with her experience in customer service. People share those stories of people who post ridiculous reasons to not tip. If you're going out to eat, you need to tip. If the service is terrible, then you decide what your family policy is from there. But you shouldn't be provided good service because you tip. You should be provided good service because it's their job, and they should be tipped for doing that. Right. So if your response, so I just want to clarify because that really annoys me. Call it what it is, but if it's to me, it's like that expecting thing again. You shouldn't expect a tip. You should be rewarded for your service. You should want to provide good service because that's your job. Right. Then you will be rewarded as such. And if not, then people are jerks. I'm sorry. It does happen. I'm not saying it doesn't, but I think if your response is, well, I'm going to provide bad service because they didn't give me a tip. No, that's Don't not that's that. not at all how it works. No, absolutely not. The goal is that you always make sure that you are providing good customer service the entire time. I'm raging now. Yeah. I'm getting a little cooked now. Yeah. Reminder, we're about to give away Aggies tickets in uh, just over six minutes to get entered in, and it's for this Saturday. They play Nevada tomorrow night at the Spectrum. You got a like, comment, and share the live video we did yesterday with Sandy Schultz. So you got a few minutes left. It's pinned to the top of our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. And, of course, keep commenting, do you tip on takeout? Because uh, I think McCall's making a lot of people feel like, ugh, I feel, kind of feel like a jerk now. Utah's VFX, all social media, it's one word. AJ McCall on VFX. Got the phones ringing off the hook, got the text coming in, the comments on Facebook for the debate at eight. The question is, tipping on takeout. Now, before we get to some more comments, we have some Aggies tickets to give away. That's right, we do. And so the way you won those was yesterday with the amazing artist, by the way, Again, check out Sandy Soltis. She is awesome. She's, She's incredible. Local. Her voice. I, I couldn't believe that voice came out of her. She's incredible. I'm with you. She, yeah. Yes. Blew me away. Uh, we had actually someone right after we got done with the show yesterday. It was John, John Marshall texted us and said, She's going to make it. You can tell by her voice. She's amazing. What John said. She's great. Check her out. She's on Spotify. Her single's called Casually. That's good. She performed it yesterday. You can hear in yesterday's show, uh, utahsvfx.com. She was so good. Yeah. But Aggies tickets. They're playing Nevada tomorrow in the Spectrum. We've got a pair to give away. So, McCall, are we ready to do this drawing? Yes. <laughs> so, again, what we did was, uh, of course, reverse Facebook roulette. you got to learn how to do that. We do it every so often. Like, comment, and share for your chance to uh, enter in when we do it. And that's how we gave away these Aggies tickets. And the winner is Kim Hymas. Woo! 
Congratulations, Kim. We will uh, message you on Facebook, get you squared away, get you in to get these tickets today so you can go watch the Aggies tomorrow. Yeah. Congratulations again. Okay, McCall, the debate at eight, tipping on takeout. I think this was an issue that, I don't, this isn't one of our normal debate at eights where we're firmly entrenched on one side. You, I think we could both see perspectives of the other side. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. I mean, and understand I, the other side. I can see both sides of it, and I especially can see the one side of it since I worked it, you know? It's something that's been pretty common for me to be sure that I tip on takeout always. No, and I I defer to you because again I don't I don't have any experience in the food industry. So when it comes to the layout of, and I think that's where this comes from, maybe a slight misunderstanding of how compensation is broken down when it comes to tipping, whether it's the driver, the hostess, the cooks, etc. And that's where McCall's experience comes in handy. But we had a lot of people that have commented with experience in the service industry and made it very clear they do they do work they deserve yeah. a tip and i admit i came into this thinking i pay for the food and to prepare the food that's what takeout is so that's what i pay for i feel like i'm wrong i'm changing my tipping ways because of this debate at eight well that makes me happy i i just want you to know that <laughs> just because it's something that i i'm so i stand so firmly on it so do you tip on takeout? That's the debate today. You can keep commenting on our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. And of course, you can text 68255. Start your text with VFX. Make sure to include your name. We'll shout you out. AJ to call on VFX. I was going to say mostly making people feel bad, but that's not even on me. It's McCall. Well, I'm on board now, so I guess I'm part of it, but mostly McCall reminding people hey, hey, tipping's a good thing. Yeah, tipping is a good thing. Uh, Tina commented on our Instagram, the debate at eight was, do you tip on takeout? McCall brought a perspective from the service industry, which a lot of people did with their comments. And Tina said, I usually try and tip when tips are an option. I just think of it, if it were me, I'd like the extra money and it's nice, but I have also regretted it because I was given crappy food. It's kind of the predicament I guess you run into and part of the reason why you make the argument that you don't like tipping ahead of time because it should be reflective of your experience as a whole. Mm Mm-hmm. That was on Instagram. On Snapchat, Megan uh, texted us. Meg did. She said, I don't tip as big on pizza delivery just because they put the delivery charge on there. Right. But I always tip at least 3 or $4 on any other takeout. Also, and she said, oh, yes, I also pick up. Oh, on pickup, she also tips. Sorry. Misread that. On pickup, she also tips. See, and that's my that's my take on it is that if I'm picking it up, I will I will tip. Because from my standpoint, when I was waitressing, it was considered a table. So I would be considered taking a table because I'm going around, running around, doing all the stuff to get everything together for it. So we have comments on our Facebook page. We've got Melissa who said, yes, I tip on the perspective of it being take being fast food, fast food work. Workers make at least minimum wage. Takeout worker does not make minimum wage, but are providing the same service as fast food. So yes, I always tip on takeout, which is the way that I look at it just because I was making like $2.13 an hour when I was waitressing and then I'd get put on takeout and then you'd be in charge of takeout. So your $2.13, you get put on takeout a couple of days a week. I worked 25 hours that week and ended up making $8, which is not yeah, anything so. after all of the all of the deductions and everything were taken out with tips and whatnot. It's just, I always tip on takeout. Always, always, always. Logan's on the phone, 435-787-0945. Then we're called Logan. When it comes to takeout, do you tip? So I always usually just give a 
good tip on takeout or either way, dine-in or takeout. So what was your reasoning as to like why you got started doing dine, uh, tight, uh, tipping on takeout? Well, busting their butt, working throughout, trying to get everybody's order in. And if it's wrong, then, you know, they always get the heat for it. But right. I just feel like they need some sort of tip on something. Bravo, know, but... Logan. You're a good person. <laughs> I appreciate that, McCall. I just like to help people out, you know, but when you go to a restaurant, you just expect to give a little bit of a tip, but... I admit it. I came into this thinking, no, I paid for the food and the service. I'm wrong. I feel like I'm wrong. I'm changing my tipping habits. I met a waitress. She changed my ideas. Yay! Do you tip on takeout? That's the debate at eight. We have a calls 411 next. Some of the big news that broke yesterday, and it's big news, really. Justin Thoreau and Jennifer Aniston announced that they have separated. They apparently made the decision late last year, at the end of last year, and it was mutual, and they made it lovingly. They said we're the two be- we're still two best friends and have decided to part ways as couples, but look forward to continuing our cherished friendship. I almost went into uh, the hang of we're the two I best friends that anyone did. could have. Oh my gosh, I almost did. I'm really glad that you caught that. Anyway, but the fact is, Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt are single. Both at the same time. Does this mean that they are going to maybe regroup? Are they going to maybe look at a second time? Yes, because the world wants it. I mean, I think the world does want it. I just don't know if they will or if they won't. Of course, we could ask the time traveler that came back to the back from the future. I don't think he cares. <laughs> I don't really care if he cares. I care. I care. Okay. That's all that matters is that McCall cares. So that's what that's the information you should have brought back. I'm from 2030. Prove it. And Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt get back together. I buy it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Amy Schumer actually yesterday announced that she got married. I mean, congratulations. But if Jennifer Aniston just throw didn't make it, good luck. Yeah, I mean, maybe. But huge congratulations to her. They ended up having this wedding all just the pictures are adorable. There's two dogs in the wedding. It's just, I love it. That's the only reason you think the wedding's adorable. No, it's actually very pretty. I'm looking at the photos right now. It's just right off the beach. It's very beautiful scenery. Yeah, very say, intimate. It's, it's 100% the dogs, but whatever you say. It's very intimate. I would say there's maybe, maybe 30 people there. I would. What did, you, what did you say earlier? That she tried the wedding dress on four days ago? I don't think it was done with a lot of planning. It was like, we gotta go! Sprint to the finish line. Yeah, basically. That's the 411 this hour. AJ McCall at VFX. You know what time it is now, McCall? iPod Idol time? It is iPod Idol time. Reminder, if you did not see the proposal punishment video, yes, we did do it. Yes, it is hilarious. (laughs) It's pretty funny. We already had some comments on it about how people couldn't get through it because they were so anxious for me. It really wasn't that bad. Utah's VFX.com. Get to the uh, AJ and McCall drop-down menu. You'll find iPod Idol all past episodes. But it is time for a new iPod Idol. That means another song, another stylistic take, and another punishment. And the punishment this week, McCall, is... Somebody's getting pied multiple times in the face. And not just by the winner. No. By like random people too. Random Joe Schmoes a chance get, to pie. Lots of people are going to get their chance to pie whoever loses. So that's what the stakes are. Our stylistic choice. McCall will draw it out of our magical box after Katy Perry. That is just over uh, seven minutes away. So don't go anywhere. iPod Idol with AJ McCall coming up on VFX. So this week I had to propose to strangers because I lost iPod Idol 
last Friday. It's because iPod Idol said you had to. iPod Idol did say I had to. Yes. And then McCall told every me what I had to say to everyone. This it was week, fun. It's AJ and McCall at VFX. iPod Idol says the loser is getting pied in the face. That's right. A lot. That's right. So, without further ado, McCall, let us find out what the stylistic choice is for this week. Now, what song are we singing, AJ? Maroon 5's Wait will be the song of choice for iPod Idol this week. So, if you don't know, McCall's a crazy better singer than me. So, we threw on the stylistic choice to, to balance it out. It gives me a fair chance. Because if it was a singing competition, I'd lose every time. So, here goes nothing. All right, McCall. Pulling out of the magical box. Got the one out of the magical box. Oh. Oh, this is good. I don't like it. We're singing wait as if we're out of breath like we had just run a 5K. Okay. So that is the stylistic choice. What's going to happen is we get seven minutes now to prepare. We will rock, paper, scissors when we come back. No one knows who's going first until it's time to sing. Maroon 5's wait, sung as we're out of breath, loser gets pied in the face. That is iPod Idol this week. We will now practice and be back in seven minutes to sing. Oh boy, here goes nothing. I, I'm, yep. Yep, McCall, yep. Good luck. Good Thanks. luck to you. Thanks, good luck to you. Seven minutes we sing iPod Idol with AJ and McCall at VFX. You can tell the stakes are raised for iPod Idol because McCall ran out to her car to grab her noise-canceling headphones because that's another aspect of iPod Idol with AJ McCall at VFX. We can't hear anything but the song. But she ran out, and let's just say she grabbed some props. I did grab props. Stakes are high. Now, again, iPod Idol, Maroon 5's Wait will sing a snippet of that song as stylistic choice. We're out of breath. We just ran a marathon. Yep. And the loser next week will get pied in the face, not just by the winner, but we will go out in public, and people will have an opportunity to pie the loser in the face. As many times as we have pies for. (laughs) All right, McCall, so now it is time to find out who goes first. Okay. Ready? Ready? Rock, Rock, paper, paper, scissors, scissors, shoot. shoot. AJ's first. Three weeks. I got scissors. Which means you won. Yeah, so you go first. Oh, I go first. Oh. We do this every week, McCall. Hey. Nobody said that I was a thinker. Good, good luck. So again, McCall's must sing Maroon 5's Wait. The stylistic choice is as she's out of breath, as if she'd run a marathon. So she's preparing her props she has a headband. She has a towel. I don't know what's going on. I just ran a marathon. Okay, sure. Okay. She's swapping out headphones now, flipping her hair. But she's she's ready for this. The, the body language clearly just exudes confidence in this. I'm very excited. I want you to know. All right. So you give me the high sign, and we will take you take it away. Oh, oh. Hang on. I got to do some rearranging real quick. Oh, oh, our props are not functioning correctly. Okay. Stakes are high for iPod Idol, everybody. Props props are involved. There's meticulous planning. <laughs> you look ridiculous now. But you know, whatever. What I help you win. Hey, I had to I had to keep the headphones on the whole time, so the headband's gotta whatever, go over whatever top. Helps of you the win. Whatever helps you win. So here goes McCall's version of Maroon 5's weight done as if she had just run a marathon. Ready? Yes. <laughs> wait. Wait, can you turn around? Stop. I got to I got to get this shoe off. Wait. We need to work this out, okay? Hang on. I can't I can't keep doing this. Come here, please, cuz I want to be with you guys, but you, I just ran a marathon. Can you wait? Oh my gosh, I'm so sick of this. Just wait. 
We got to work this out, guys. Come here. Just wait. Just. <sighs> I want to be with you guys. I just, I just, I'm so tired. Bravo, McCall. Thank you. And remember, while we switch places here, so it'll be my turn to go, uh, our videographer Denise is filming it, so the props, you're like, I want to see the props, you will see the props, you will have all weekend to vote. iPod Idol. So, McCall's resetting the headphones, again, noise-canceling headphones, so all I can hear is the song, all she could hear is the song. Ooh, those are so chilly headphones. They've been in my car. <laughs> okay, let me get prepared here. Get yourself prepared. Putting on my my. Putting on your my little banner. That's a very good banner. Okay. Very impressed. Sorry, I'm good. I'll just hit play and it's ready to go. Yep, we're doing iPod Idol as if AJ had just ran a marathon and he is out of breath. Maroon Fives, wait. <sighs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on, turn around. Come here. Wait. Oh, my lungs are burning. My lungs are burning. Hold on, wait. Come here, come please. I want to be with you. Let me climb on your back or something, because I... I need tea. I need tea. Wait, wait. What are we running this for? I don't even like running. Why are we running? Turn around. I'm talking to you. Okay. Okay, I don't want to be... You guys got it. I, you guys go... No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want this anymore. I don't want to talk. I don't want to run. It's very good. <laughs> that hey, is actually a glimpse in the real life. I had to run a marathon. This is this is what happens. AJ and McCall run marathons. Not really. We just faked Never. that we ran marathons. Never. That seems like one of those things people would put on their bucket list. Be like, you should run a marathon at some point in your life. Be like, or I'll eat pie. No, we're not eating pie. We're getting pie smashed in our faces. Yeah, that's why. Well, that I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not going to eat some of it. That is the punishment for iPod Idol. This week, you got to figure out who did... Maroon 5's weight better as if they were out of out of breath running a marathon slash 5K. <laughs> so big thanks as always to our videographer, Denise, for filming the whole thing so you could see McCall's towel, my water in the face, which I was terrified, by the way, because it's a radio station. Surprise. W water in the face. There's is a not lot normally, of electric uh, equipment everywhere. Yes. But you'll be able to watch Vote All Weekend Long on utahsvfx.com and on our Facebook page, Utah's VFX, for who's saying wait as if they were exhausted from running a marathon and out of breath, better. Yep. And as always, because loser's going to get pie in the face. If you didn't care for it, how about the original? It's Maroon 5's weight on VFX, and this has been iPod Idol with AJ and McCaw. VFX's Facebook roulette, the end of every day. Spin our Facebook feeds, like, comment, and share. Best one goes on the VFX Facebook page. AJ Knight, McCall, Taylor, add us on Facebook if you want to play along. Yeah. I am ready to spin, McCall. Okay, go. Spin, spin, spin. Keep spin, on spinning, spin, AJ. Spin, 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 you just keep on going, buddy. Keep on. Okay, stop now. I landed on Monty's post, Monty Stedman. She shared people's videos. says, why I can't do cheat days? And it's uh, Lizzie McGuire's little cartoon her with cookies going like right. this. Oh, that's hilarious. Which is true. You that's really funny. Not just one. You eat 15. Good luck beating that, McCall, but you can spin. Okay, I'll spin. Keep spinning. Go, 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 go. Not a breath from all this spinning. Stop. Um, I landed on LAD Bible. Lad Bible? I don't know what it is. <laughs> Their post said, sorry, I can't make it tonight. I'm so busy. Also me. Mom, two dogs on either side laying on the couch feeding them apples. <laughs> it's adorable. She like picks up a grape and puts it in her mouth, and then she'll break an apple in half and hand it to either dog. 
And they're just laying there just like, mm, Mom, this is the life. You can win. Yay! AJ Knight, McCall Taylor, add us on Facebook. You can end up on the VFX Facebook page. We will be broadcasting live this afternoon, 4 to 6 at Murdoch Hyundai. They've got something cool going on, the 20-car cash giveaway. There's going to be 20 prizes. The first 20 people get a play. One lucky person will win $100 cash. But you got to be one of the first 20 people there, so make sure you tune in when we're broadcasting so we give you the high sign. Hey, first 20 people in get a play. You can be one of them because everybody will win something. Yeah. That's the goal. Be sure to stop on in and come see us 4 to 6 this afternoon. And, of course, we've got Drop the Mic, our weekly podcast, which will be out later today. Utah'sVFX.com for McCall's 411, the Daily Show podcast, Drop Mm -hmm. the Mic, iPod Idol. It will all be there. Make sure you vote for iPod Idol. Big shout-out again because he deserves it. Our producer, Butters, who's in charge of us, in charge of the station, busted his butt this week. Yeah. And you can now find AJ and McCall in all of our audio, our Drop the Mic, the Daily Show, on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Yep. We are on all of them because he busted his butt to make it happen. So big shout-out to him. He'd be killing it. We got a busy day, so until basically later today for AJ and McCall. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. And thanks for listening to VFX 94.5, 98.3.